Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. It is without a doubt your host with the most hopsy baby boy. Back with the Heinz 57 episode, folks, if you will. <laughs> like what I did there. Let's get right down to business. We have a lot, a lot to get to. We're talking about the M- NBA. We're talking about Hilton Armstrong. UConn product and 12th overall pick in the 2006 NBA draft. Armstrong is the only player in NBA history to have worn number 57. Armstrong donned the number in the 2013-14 season in which he appeared in 15 games for the Golden State motherfucking Warriors. Armstrong's best year came in 2008-2009 when he averaged 4.8 points and 2.8 rebounds for the New Orleans Hornets. Can I get a hum now here, baby? We're talking about Major League Baseball. We're talking about Johan Santana. Why is he here? Why is he here? He's a two-time Cy Young winner who led his league in ERA and strikeouts three times each. Santana was the clear choice. It's been quite a turbulent career for Johan. For Johan. The left-hander will turn 33 in March and has been one of the most successful starters of his time. No idea when this article was written. After debuting with the Twins in 2000, Santana won two Cy Young Awards in 2004 and 2006 with the Twinkies. Twice he led the American League in ERA and three times in strikeouts. In 2008, he inked a hefty $137.5 million contract with the New York Mets. Well, I'll be damned. That season, he led the National League with a 2.53 ERA and gave the Mets fans hope as they finally had the ace the team had been searching for since the days of Gooden and Darlin'. However, unfortunately, for the Amazons, I don't know if these are typos or if this guy's trying to be funny. Santana hasn't been all that amazing. The Mets haven't reached the playoffs since his trade to New York, and though his numbers have been primarily impressive, the team surrounding him just has not been good enough to make any difference. He missed the entire 2011 season recovering from shoulder surgery, but he is still third among after pitcher, active, pitch, active pitchers in ERA, 3.10, and seventh in strikeouts. With 1,877. If Santana can return to form in 2012, yeah, this is an old article. It would certainly be a boost to an otherwise underwhelming Mets pitching staff. Is that a shout out to the jersey number 15 or a dissection of the Mets franchise? I'm not sure. If we're talking about NFL, we're talking about Dwight Stevenson. He's a center for the Miami Dolphins from 1980 to 1987, one of the best pass blocking centers in NFL. History. Dwight Stevenson anchored a Miami Dolphins offense that led the league in the fewest sacks allowed for six straight seasons. He was named to the NFL's all-decade team in the 1980s and was voted into the Hall of Fame in 1998. Pretty wild for only a seven-year career. Not a bad little accolade. Not the best player to ever wear number 57 in the National Hockey League. Some would call it the National. Some have I've heard refer to it as the N. If you ever call the NHL the N in front of me, I will slap you right in the face. I don't care who you are. But besides that, the best 57 ever in the NHL to wear it is none other than Steve Hines. Strictly because of his last name, Steve Hines requested to wear number 57 as in, yes, 
Heinz 57 catch-up with the Bruins after being selected by Boston in the 1988 entry draft. However, the Bruins management denied his request, stating that only Ray Bork, number 77, could wear an unorthodox number. So instead, Heinz wore number 23 in Boston. He was granted number 57 when he joined the Columbus Blue Jackets, and he wore it for the remainder of his NHL career. Heinz finally got to wear 57 in Boston as part of the Legends game in the Winter Classic versus the rival Montreal. Le Canadien. Prior to his NHL career, Hines was a star with Boston College before appearing in 694 NHL games, scoring 178 goals and 336 points. A little cool fact for you there. I knew a guy, and his last name was Hines, and he always wore number 57. I thought it was hilarious. He thought it was the funniest thing in the world. It was funny, though. I don't think a lot of people got it. His name wasn't spelt the right way. Steve Hines' name spelled Hines, but has an E at the end of it. Nonetheless, a lot of symbolic reasonings there. And folks, you know we're a big numbers podcast. Um, a lot of statistical breakdown, uh, financial, um, whatever you want to call it. We're doing a lot of that. And that's just kind of part of that, what we just did there. A little bit of a breakdown, um, analyzation, uh, a little bit of trivia, if you will. So it's, uh, it's, it's good to have you back. Episode number 57. We're rolling on. It's Thursday, February 17th, 2022. We're here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, the, the, the Carolinian studio, if you will, way up in the big tops. We got a high, we got a beautiful view here. We're looking over scenic orchards, scenic orchards of picturesque um, rolling landscape here in North Carolina, known for its rolling landscape. And if you look out my window, you see nothing but that. I'm going to roll up the blind right now, take a quick look, explain to you what I see. Beautiful forest, horizon postcard-like, and uh, the weather down here, it's only February, like I said, but we're hitting high 75s, folks, for you, those of you north of the border, <laughs> using that Celsius, the Celsius, if you will, that's about what? What is uh 25. 25. 25. That's right. It's a nice day. It's a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day today to be outside, to go golfing, to love the life you're leading. Folks, bit of a new thing we're doing here. I am... Um, I have a intern producer with me today. Um, I, I I call him Hans. I believe his name's Brent, but he is trying. He's in here on a trial a trial basis. He's gonna see if he can run the big screen, run the projector, run the sound, that kind of thing. You know the stuff that makes this show tick. So Brent, do you want to quickly just say like a hi? Hello. Thanks. That was good. Um, Brent, actually, this isn't the first. <laughs> project we worked on on the airwaves uh back in our university days we are both members uh we went to nipissing university the harvard way up north and we studied there and we played uh we played we uh partook in athletics together we partook in athletics we played uh we played hockey athletics and we were members of a team there and that's how we got acquainted but he and I ended up working on a bit of a project with a young man by the name of Matthew Simard. Simard. They called him Salty. They called him the Salty Dog. And I don't know why they called him that, because he was slippery when wet. It's hard to get a hold of. You could never grab him. You know what I mean? It was like he was always lubed up. He was like that bar of soap. You know, you try to... Not many people use a bar of soap in their bathroom. You try to grab it. Maybe the lights are out. It's wet and it's slippery. That was salty. I always thought he should be called slippery or something like that, but we called him salty. He was a really good kid. 
And uh, he had a little bit of a, there was a really big program up north. It was called The Lake Show. And you can still find it on the Apples and the Apples and the Spotify's, all those streaming services. You can find it up there. But Brent and I partook in an episode with the legendary Salty Samard. He graced us with his airwaves. And uh, we talked a bit on that program. So it's it's not our first time around the block today. But Brent, what do you, I don't know, I guess, like, what could you bring to a show like this? Like, I mean, it's an internship. Like I told you, like, you by no means will be getting paid for the work you're providing tonight because let's be honest it's going to be probably quite minimal and you might not make it to begin with so I don't want to give you any false hope but like just tell us what could you bring to a show like this well quite quite frankly uh not a whole lot obviously a little bit of producing skill and uh don't have much experience uh, working with the lights the uh the camera the the big screen none of that so uh, mostly just here to uh, witness the the monologue of Hopsy baby boy. But you could lend a helping hand. Like, there's something you could do, probably. You could pull some weight. Well, could you, like, you could do something, probably. Maybe something. Yeah. Um, but nothing big. I wouldn't expect you to be able to do that. I always love, like, I've talked about this on this show so many times about how I love, like, a little producer. Like, some guy who runs the screen, Googles things I talk about. Talked, I've bitched about it many times how I, for some reason, haven't had the ability to acquire one of those yet. I don't think that. I'm going to get Brent right in here Googling things, but I mean, I think when you tell me that you're not going to bring a ton, I think that's very good when it's a producer. You know, when you listen to this, do you listen to a lot of podcasts, Brent? Quite a few, yeah. Quite a few. I hope they can hear you. Are you too far away? We don't have to lean in because we only have one mic, so it's kind of like we're like huddling around a fire here, a hot mic, if you will. But you listen to a lot of podcasts? Yeah, quite a few. Like, do you know what I mean? I, I find lots of, like, Joe Rogan, I find... No, I don't like to talk about Joe Rogan a lot because he just gets... Everyone fucking just rips him 24-7. He's the most important figure in news today. But his, like, guy... His little guy, I think his name's Jamie. He doesn't say much. He's not... Like, you don't know he's there. He's good at what he does. But when he says something, it's meaningful. And then another guy I talk about all the time is, is Tim Dillon. His producer, Ben Avery. Probably the best producer in podcasting that's a bold statement i don't listen to many other than him and a couple others but he's the best one in my eyes he just kind of like he's funny he doesn't try to like overstep his boundaries have you ever listened to fucking uh what's that one impulsive with with logan paul i've seen snippets of it but like not full episodes or anything that fucking show like honestly logan paul like talked about this talked about him before because of his fights and shit but he i remember him from his like vine days like he actually did make he has made funny shit over the years like he's a little bit of a nerd now and you can say what you want about him whoop turn the volume up there a little bit so you can hear us both a little better we don't have to lean so far in but that show impulsive back to what i was originally trying to talk about it wouldn't be a bad show i think if it was like maybe logan paul and some good guests but i don't think i don't maybe it's logan paul's not very good at carrying the show himself but he has the name to acquire the crowd to watch it but whoever the guy is that like talks all the time do you know what i'm talking about i think his name's like mike or something i don't know i don't watch the show uh mike maylock yeah the guy that doesn't shut up yeah yeah he doesn't shut up like who is that guy i don't know he's such the impulsive show like i don't listen to hear this fucking guy like i don't I was like, I've never listened to that show before, and I try to get into it, and it's this guy talking 80% of the time to the guests, 
And, like, he can be fucking not good. I don't know. He's not bad. But it's like, who the fuck is he? Like, why isn't it his show? It's well, a, I don't know. I guess it's called Impulsive. I don't know. But, like, that guy's talking a little too much. And then I don't ever listen to this podcast. But the only things I've ever seen are snippets of, like, the Nelk. What are they? The Nelk Boys? What Nelk are they called? Boys. It's just uh, called Nelk? Uh, yeah, it's the Nelk Boys. It's... It's either the Nelk podcast or the Send It podcast, one of the two. One of those stupid ones. Like, I don't mind the Nelk boys. Some of their shit's funny. Don't like how it, a lot of their videos, it's always at someone's expense. You know what I mean? I feel like that shit can be funny, but it's lazy. Like, you know what I mean? If you are if you have to ruin someone's day to make a laugh, like, is it, are you really that funny? Like, I think, don't get me wrong, I like their videos and I think they're funny. And, I mean, they've come a long way and built a huge brand. But they have that. I didn't know it was this guy, but I was. I've been listening to some clips, like I said, and their other guys on their pod. I don't know if you call them producers or like added voices, co-hosts, whatever you want to call them. I think it's that Bob Menery dude. Yeah, you know, the, the guy. The, the guy, guy who was the commentating. Who was hilarious on Vine first, mm-hmm. and then Instagram, and just doing the voiceovers on sports clips and stupid videos. Dude, that guy. Like, I don't know if he's like on drugs or he has like on Adderall or like drunk he I listened to one clip with John Daly <coughs> John Daly even if you're not into golf such an unbelievable storyteller he's fucking hilarious so you just want to hear what he has to say you have John Daly on your podcast ready to open it up and this guy like wouldn't stop interrupting John Daly I was ready to jump through the screen and strangle him and I didn't know who it was and I was like asking people I knew who the fuck that was in on this Nelk pod and they're like well, that's that Bob Menery guy and it's like oof some people, I, I don't know, I find every celebrity thinks that just because they're a celebrity, they can make a podcast, and it's going to be, like, sick. There's so many podcasts that are so popular just because of who's on them, and they're fucking terrible. Can't even listen to them. Not funny at all. I'm not saying this one's sweet for all seven of you listening. If there's Imagine there's just no one listening. That'd be tough. There could be like no this one. Is... There might be no one listening. Like I, I make an episode almost every week, and like there might be no one there. Oh, especially that it's episode 57. 57. You know, someone have to said to figure it out by now. Someone said to me the other day, like, I can't believe you've made 50 of them. And I was like, I can't either. Like, I don't think anyone's listened to 43 of them. But they're gonna be, they're gonna keep being made. I can't stress the the feel of underground radio. I'm gonna be that guy that just like strives to be under. I'm gonna keep saying that I'm here for the underground radio, but that's just because I could never make it because I wasn't good enough. But I'm just going to say that I'm going to keep it indie, keep it independent, keep it here, keep it for me. That's what this show's fucking about, okay? If you don't like it, fuck you. Just joking. My mom doesn't like when I swear in this show. She listens to it sometimes. So sorry there, mom. But um, what's going on? The Olympics, man. Have you, I haven't watched any Olympics. I haven't watched one thing. No, tough with the time zones and we're yeah. at the rink most of the day and whatnot. But Time zones alone, but like who has cable TV? Like... I, they're missing, like, I can, I'd love to see the stats, an actual stat of who has cable TV that's not completely wrong. That's not counting, like, uh, TVs and, like, dental offices in the waiting room. Like, who actually has cable, who's watching these shows? Because, like, they're mi- I feel like the Olympics, missing an entire market. Like, think about everyone you and I know who has cable that we know. Think about the 20 guys that we live around. Not one of them has cable. No. So that's... None of those guys are watching the Olympics. It's hard to fuck. It's hard as fuck to stream. I tried to go on CBC Sports, couldn't watch it because I'm in America. I mean, I'm sure I could go on NBC and then watch it on my laptop. But then you got to have it on your laptop, and my laptop's old as 
older than I am almost. It's ancient. Can't throw that on the TV very easily. And even if you could, then you gotta get the cord out and you gotta you gotta go hook it up. And I don't it's not much of a barrier, but it's enough of a barrier that I ain't watching much Olympics. Alright? Listen here, not much of it. So what are we gonna do? The Olympics has lost their luster. Like I don't know if it's like this for everyone, but like I used to be so into the Olympics. And then 2014 was like the last one that was like kind of cool. I remember Canada won gold in that in men's hockey. But that was when hockey was sick, when it was like the best of the best. I don't even know if there's a point of having a men's hockey tournament anymore. Like the Olympics is supposed to be the best on the best, is it not? Like I get it. It's Originally, I thought it was supposed to be amateur, so it should have been NHL guys to begin with. But like boxers, they're just amateur. They're not pro boxers. Yeah, but even the guys playing in the tournaments now... They're fully professional. They just play in different leagues in the NHL. Yeah, but like this guys coming over from Sweden and Finland, which are elite leagues in in Europe, is just not the NHL. So it's the same. Sick dynamic. hockey, sick hockey, and this Absolutely. is not taking anything away from any of the amazing players that got to represent our country. But you, can, they can't. They admit too, like after having seen best on best, being spoiled with that for a couple of years at the like you know the Olympics has been. Besides maybe a World Cup or two over the last couple decades, the highest level of hockey that's ever been available, higher than the NHL, higher than any other league in the world. And we've seen that now at the Olympic level. And then now to put on a tournament like this in the same format, I mean, it's obviously it's underwhelming a bit. No, of course. Especially with the NHL just cruising on through it as it's happening. But it was cool. I, I didn't watch a single game. I didn't watch a single shift of Team Canada. Saw they lost in the woods of the quarterfinal. Quarterfinal to uh, Sweden. To Sweden. I wonder who wins that tournament. Who's even in the final? I actually don't even know. I have not watched much Olympics at all. I watched a couple. I was in a hotel room a couple weekends ago when it just started. Watched a little bit there. But I feel like I can't be the only one missing out. they got to make them maybe a little more accessible. Accessible. The Olympics, I don't want to say it's turning into a who gives a fuck. But I don't know, it's not being marketed very well. There's certain sports that are sick, like the bobsled. Like if, you, if you're talking about sports like, okay, so like figure skating, the bobsled, luge, skeleton, all those, Nordic skiing. Um, ski jump, moguls. Ski jump, moguls, like those classical, those are like, for those sports, this is the highest level possible for them. So those are the events I really get into. Like you're watching downhill skiing, you're watching... Um, you know, I bet you know downhill skiing has like its own World Cup, and like obviously, I don't know if the Olympics in those professional skiers' minds overtakes the pride of winning a World Cup title or whatever. But for sports like bobsled, luge, and shit, that there's no way that the Olympics is in the highest level possible for them. So I really enjoy watching those sports every four years because it's sick. It's like you know these are the best athletes in the world who dedicate their lives to being the best at this one thing that. Every four years, there's, they can push their little sled down the track, train for it for four years. Maybe they don't do it well enough in one run, but it all came down to that run. And that's what their goal is. Like That's fucking cool. That's fucking honorable. I don't know. I love that competitive nature. And I don't know. I, find like, I always thought it was a nice. It was a big thing of national pride. Like I'm obviously Canadian, so I'm always cheering for you know Canadians to do well. But I love like, coming down to the States. I was around the other day when, obviously, I know people in the hockey world, but 
but fucking you know you see people in the states that are wearing you know their american sweaters when it was gearing up for canada usa and the women's gold medal game thankfully canada came out on top because it'd be embarrassing if they didn't but um i mean that's one sport hopefully you see get a little bit more competitive my sweet fuck like why don't they just like make it canada usa like was it the toronto star had an article about why it shouldn't be an olympic sport <laughs> did you see that that's bold and i also i i actually just love that someone has the balls to throw that out there like that's good news that's not about COVID-19. That's just hilarious. I don't agree with it. You don't have to. But the fact that someone could just straight up throw an article about that in the Toronto Star, that's awesome. That's fucking hilarious. That's that's generating clicks that aren't about COVID-19 or Pfizer. Sick of reading those articles about how it inflames your nutsack. Did you know that? There's a bunch of guys that were getting... I don't know. Have you heard about that? A bunch of young people getting inflamed nutsacks. Was it, was it testicles? I don't know. I didn't hear about this. Was it, or was it, honestly, was it the heart? Oh, well, there's inflammation of the heart, Of yeah. the testicles. A lot of guys running around with swollen sacks, a little bit of confidence from these kids now. Some of these guys got these vaccines. They want to get the third, the fourth, the fifth. They want to keep those vaccines, keep coming. They want to inflate those, those beans down there. Get them pumping. Move them up a little bit. Get them feeling plump and juicy. You know what I'm saying? I think cable TV in general should be abolished. Not just for the sporting news. Do you have, when was the last time you watched a cable TV program? Your parents still have cable? Yeah. The, the only generation of people. The only people they're catering to. I want to see the stats. We have to ice cable TV. We have to just turn it off. Done. Waste of our time. Waste of resources. Something new has to come out. And I need to be, like, I don't watch the NHL. Yeah, I get it. You can watch NHL Live, $200 for the season. I've done that before. Then if you don't do it, everyone's like, just stream it. I'm not going to to HuaweiLoose.net slash MPEG and clicking on 77 different stream options until I get one that loads to watch the, the, the Leafs game. No, won't do it. But I just won't pay. I won't pay $200 for one for the NHL package. Like, you can't tell me... Like, and then you get Daz in. Yeah, that's football. Doesn't have NHL. Like, you gotta give me some sort of combo pack. Like, ESPN Plus. People are probably saying, ESPN Plus is out there. It's Hulu. It's $10 a month. Is it? Can't find that package anymore. I need some sort of a package streaming. Net Why can't Netflix pick up sports? Why doesn't Netflix start... Like, fuck ESPN. Netflix should have picked up NHL. How sick would that have been? Cruise around looking for your movie, but Netflix has sports now. Netflix Sports, you go over to the... You want to watch a movie? Oh, wait, no, the Flyers game's on. I'm trying to figure out why you just called it Dazen. Oh, Dazon, sorry. I always call it Dazen. Yeah. That's only in... That's only in... The, that's only in uh, is that in America? Is that an American streaming provider? There's too many streaming providers now. Can't keep up with them all. I'm paying for multiple. Why? I barely watch one of them. I'm the worst show watcher ever. There's not many shows that are floating my boat these days. But the Olympics need to really be... There's something needs to be done. I don't even know. They must be ending soon. This must be the last weekend of it. Um, glory be to Canada. Go Canada. All right? Woo! Woo! Brent, tell the people, where, where are you from? I'm from Orleans, Ontario. Where the fuck is Orleans? East of Ottawa. 
Same as uh, Salty Dog we were talking about. Both of you. Yeah. The legendary Salty Dog from The Lake Show. Check it out if you've never The Lake Show. I believe it goes by the Lakers locker room now. But check out season one if you want to see some magic. I'm sure the ma- two, season two and three are magical too. Listen to them all. They're great. But season one, yeah, that was me and the salt man working our magic. It's pretty good. So would you consider yourself an Ottawa kid? When you come down to Fayetteville, Fayetteville, or as Moran would say when he first got down here, Fayetteville. Look what Fayetteville. Like the little asshole he is, he'd fuck everything up. When you think I'm used to be rude to him, should've seen the teachers. It was just berate him. Brent, sit the fuck down. Brent, go to the hall. Brent, you'll never be nothing. But do you tell people when you come down here that you're from Ottawa? Or do you tell them I'm from Orleans? I tell them I'm from Orleans. Orleans? Do you? Do yeah. you explain? No one down here would know where that is. No. No one would know where Ottawa is either, though, so it wouldn't really uh, matter. Probably not, yeah. What's Ottawa like? What's Orleans like? How big is Orleans? I think it's gotten a lot bigger now. I think we're about... 90 to 100,000 people. In Orleans? Yeah. That's not a small town. No. Well, I always thought that you were that kind of guy sitting here, small town lad, chip on his shoulder, didn't have much for nothing growing up. Well, it used to be smaller, for sure. But how big, like how, how much smaller are we talking? I don't know, probably like a fifth of the size. A fifth of the size? Yeah. I'm guessing 20, 25,000 people when... Uh, so when I came to be born in that, uh, in that so town. this city has exploded three times the population since your birth. Well, it's the nation's capital, and it's a surrounding area. So yeah, obviously it has. I like not, Ottawa. Not that you know a lot about you know economics or anything around those. No, lines. well, this podcast is actually solely based on economic and a lot of fiscal policy that we'll see municipally and provincially throughout our country so the fact that you could bring that up and look me in the eye and just doubt my credentials <laughs> really shows where you are at but um ottawa not a bad town i like ottawa i've never gotten the chance to go out there and really shake my tail feathers and really experience a couple nights out but i've been out there for a couple of dinners i've spent some time there i like the byword market what are you, you going to be an ottawa guy you think you're gonna be an ottawa guy when you grow up or an Orleans guy. Oh, Orleans guy for sure. Orleans? Like yeah. how far is Orleans from Ottawa? From downtown, we're about 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Just a short trip. Uh... And then right across the river, you have Zigatino? Yeah, Zigatino? Yeah. Oh? I don't make my way there that much. You don't go, you don't go, right across the river from Ottawa, for those of you who are d- dumb and don't care about Canadian geography, which is probably many that listen to this show. Many don't care for their Canadian geography. Right across, what river is that again? What's the river that separates? What's the piece of water that separates Gatineau and Ottawa? What is it? You're the fucking local. Are you going to Google no, it? Yeah, I'm not even sure. Crickets. Or, or, do you Google it or are you the producer? I'll Google it for you. There's a river. There's a body of water. It's a river, right? It's not like a lake. You cross the river and it's Gatineau. You cross it from Ottawa, and then it goes from Ontario. The St. Lawrence. What is? How do you forget that? Yeah, I'm over here bitching about Canadian geography, and I can't remember the St. Lawrence. Cross the St. Lawrence, the most famous, famous river of them all up north. 
Uh, you go to Gatineau, Quebec. Go over there and see the Bloc Québécois. Good people over there. You don't ever go over there? Not much, no. Not over to Francais? No. No? Not a whole lot. Drinking age is 18 over there. Did you ever, were you a young... When, when you were growing up in... The drinking age is already 19 in Ontario. Were you one of those kids who, you know, you, you turn 18, did you cross the river and go to Gatineau and have a couple cold sodas? Can't say I did. Not once, eh? I didn't go to bars there, no. I, uh, you're probably, I was only home during the summer, so I mean, for sure. Yeah, I'd you're, go over real, there. you're really busy, eh? You didn't have time to get over there. Did you, was that something that kids did, though? Maybe 100%. Cool, yeah. Is that what cool kids did? Maybe not what you did with your time, but. Yeah, of course. Probably not. But but did you know that people, like, would people go over there? Yeah, yeah. I know people have done it. Because the drinking sure. age is only 18. So they'd go over there to, like, these sketchy clubs and. It's a it, it's a racy spot, you know. It's a crazy spot. Shady joints. Yes. Dance parties. Go over there, pick up some beer. Bunch bring of people, it back. Bunch of people sweating on you, probably. Most likely, yeah. Beer's cheap though. Kind of like kind of like you in the bar, just dancing around, sweating on everyone. Oh yeah, if Making I get a fool of yourself. If I get moving too much, sweating, sweating so hard. Like just the other night. Yeah, people witnessed it the other night. And it just was... the other night, and like I'll tell this story. This isn't a bad story. I did not, absolutely nothing wrong. No, you didn't do anything wrong. Your your dance your dancing was a terror to the bar. Though. So we go to this place. It's like a pub style on one side with live music, like real chill vibe. You can get like couches, a table. You can have a server like bring you drinks. You can go up to the bar, get drinks. You can do whatever the fuck you want. It's a really nice spot. Other side is like dance atmosphere. It's buzz in, dance floor, DJ, lights are down, laser beams. If you're epileptic, you're going down, like that kind of scene. And we went over there after we had enjoyed ourselves over in the pub side. You know what? We had a couple of drinks. We're like, you know what? Let's just go do a lap, see if uh, any of the people we know were over there. Ended up going out there. And then, you know, was, the dance floor was rocking. Next thing you know, I was on it. And I just said to myself, I'm like, I'm going really, to turn it on. I'm going to turn on the jets here a little bit. I love to dance. I'm a guy that's not afraid to say that I love to dance. I like to get out there and move it. Always have, always will. And I took the opportunity to get out there and fucking move it. And I was like, I'm going to go hard. I'm not holding back here. I'm not dancing with anyone. I'm not dancing. I'm not out there looking to dance with a girl. I'm not out there looking to dance with a young, hot boy. Some guy who's going to make me feel safe and sound. I'm not looking for that tonight. I'm looking to move my body and move it right. So I start going and I'm just like giving it. And like I got a couple moves I like to do and I'm just having a good time. And like I could just, you know, no one's bringing it at my intensity, no doubt. So it probably looks a little out of place, but like I don't give a fuck. I'm having a good time. I'm moving it. I'm moving it. I'm having a good time. It's like seven minutes in, a bouncer comes up and tells one of my buddies that like we all had to go. Not even just me. Like they're like, you guys got to go. You guys are too drunk. And I was like, no one's that drunk. I wasn't even that drunk at all. Had a couple beers, no doubt. But I got the boot for having too much of a good time. And you can't do that to me. So I, I won't I, I won't go to a, part, a place like that that just, you know, if I'm going to have too good of a time for them, won't do it for me. But I was, I was leaking. I was disgusting. Like when I get moving, I'm one of those guys like I never, um, I never had to worry about like growing up, like having pitters. You know, like you always see like boys growing up and, middle school, elementary, high school, university even, like, you know, you get pitters, you don't want it, sucks, luckily I would never be the kind of guy that sit there and have pitters and shit, but like, growing up, like, take me to gym class, and like, 
you know, before you get like into your gym strip that at that age, remember you'd like go run around in your jeans and play dodgeball yeah. and you'd have to go back and sit at your desk. I'd be fucking leaking, just leaking for like an hour. And then I'd have to like dry off. Like how gross is that? When you think about that, like in elementary in Canada, we'd go to gym class and we, they wouldn't let us, ch- they wouldn't make us change. We'd have kids like running around kids that had been wearing the same outfit three days in a row. Unfortunately, they're running around making them do gym class three days a week. And then we don't think that's sick. Let's get the kid a gym strip for crying out loud. But I never, like, but the second I get moving, I start sweating. Never, never worried about perspiration when I'm just sitting there. But I get that body moving. I get a light. Just get him a second pair of gitch for God's sake. You get me, yeah. Give, give me him like, some gitch. You know, when you go to coat check, you should be able to like get another set of gitch there in case you dance the first pair off or shit yourself or something. Like, who knows? Could happen. I'm always intrigued, like, Whenever I go to a bar and I go take a leak, it seems more often than you would expect that you'll see a young man pooping in this establishment. Like you'll see him sitting, you can look under the stall, feet are facing outwards, he's clearly taking a shit. Like I'd love to interview a guy like that right when he comes out of the shitter. Like what is he act- who's shitting at the bar? You should do something like that. Could you imagine having to shit at the bar and actually... If I had to shit at the bar, I'm gone. Night's over. I'm Ubering. I'm gone. I'm going home and I'm taking a nice shit in peace. You should bring the mic and your laptop to the bar and do like a little Caleb Presley kind of thing. Like guy comes out of the shitter and you just say, Hey, can you you just talk to me and give me a play-by-play of how your night's going and how you ended up in this position? If you don't get suckered trying to interview a guy coming out of the shitter at a bar, I don't know, like there's... There's nothing, there's no result that that could end up well. Half these guys, like, like I mentioned that about Nelk. So many of these prankster video guys, like, again, it's just, it's, it's humor at people's expense. And I don't think it's always that funny. It's lazy. It's lazy. Like, you know what I mean? Because you're like, that made me think of that. Like, if I'm interviewing a guy, maybe he's drunk and he's having a good time and it's a funny video, but. There's nine, I know there's a very, I think especially in this town, I don't think many people are going to want me interviewing them post shit right out the door. Like, you know that guy, you know the guy that's always like, Chupapi Munyano? You know yeah. what I mean? He, he literally just goes to the store and just huck shit at people's heads. <laughs> he just violently hurls things at people's heads and it gets millions of views. Or like those stupid little kids that go... And now there's a bunch of them that just do it. And you just go to like a home hardware and you stand in front of someone who's not like a stranger and you make up some like ridiculous saying like, hi, I'm Jonah, I'm Brent Moran and I'm going to take a bunch of my fucking shaved pubes and throw them all over this old man's asshole. Like it's something fucking stupid. Then it's like, why don't you fucking bang the fuck out of that subscribe button and Pound that like, like it's just stupid. Now, like that's what you gotta do for likes. You don't have to grind in the underground radio scene, doing mass investigation each and every episode, deriving nothing but the best for your listenership. Someone told me the other day, I listened to your show and I asked them, "Well, what did you learn?" Think about that, folks. This is episode number 57. Think about it. What did you learn? Brent, thank you very much for joining me. Anytime. It's a pleasure. It'll and, be, uh, thanks for having me. It'll be interesting to see if we'll have you back.
But uh, we'll we'll see what the people say. We'll see what the massive listeners think about your potential producing. Thank you very much, folks. If anyone's still listening, I had someone reach out to me on the Instagram account. I believe it was on the Instagram account or my personal account. I've mentioned many times, like I said, talking about how it would be cool to have a producer. And someone I know messaged me saying that they would like to have a crack at it. And I just want to say that I, by accidently, I read your message and I was uh, very uh, flattered that you'd asked that. And you said you were a listener. I'm not sure if you're still listening. But um, if you know who you are, message me again. I'm terrible at the Instagram thing. I don't get it why I have a public account, why random people can't message me. I don't know if it's a setting I have put somewhere, but I apologize. Give me a message, okay? We'll talk again, okay, folks? Thank you very much. This is episode number 57. This is the Heinz episode. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you very soon. Goodbye for now.